For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Better than this, guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports, joined by Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting at NDT Scouting, also with FanRag Sports. We are your hosts here on a Friday edition of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Thanks so much for giving us your ear here on this Friday as we head into the weekend uh, of college football ahead of us. And we we are going to uh, break down the the biggest matchups and the prospects that you need to focus on uh, with an eye towards the NFL draft that's coming this spring. Kyle, what's up? Happy Friday, man. Happy Friday. It's uh, week two. Joe, you already have had the most depressing tweet of college football season uh, pointing out Last Monday, I think, that there were only 12 Saturdays left of college football season. Why would you do that? Because I want people to appreciate how short the season is and how there's not time to waste. You don't have time to not be focusing on college football on Saturdays because it goes quick. And there's not a, you know, these full slates where we've got, you know, dozens and dozens of games. Uh, you only get them for a handful 
uh, you know, a handful of weeks each year, so you got to take advantage. Yeah, but still. I mean, you couldn't even let it sittle, yeah. sit for like 24 hours before letting that drop? Nah, I wanted to get it out there. But, hey, look, I want to get into this really quick before we get into the scouting. Um, I put out a tweet also on September 5th, and I did a poll. And, and the poll question was, for one weekend, would you rather be forced to miss your favorite NFL team's game or not watch any football, any college football? So you're, you can either watch – uh, college football, all the college football you want, or just miss your favorite NFL team's game. I was blown away by the results of this poll. And and not that I don't understand both sides of the argument, but the the gap here is considerable. 67% of the people said they would rather not watch any college football oh, it's a bad take. than miss their favorite NFL team. I, I, I was... I'm for it. Look, I get it. Look, you, you want to watch the Detroit Lions or whatever your team is, and that's the most important thing to you. But you're going to give up a, a, a noon to 2 a.m. Of, of college football to now, watch the Lions or the Jaguars? Now, the I, can, I can explain this. Okay. Um, people, vast majority of people are casual sports fans. We're not wired like the, the average Joe. No pun intended, right? <laughs> so yeah. for us, it's the quantity over the potential quality experience of seeing my favorite team win, right? But unless you're one of maybe eight franchises in the NFL, you picked the wrong answer. <laughs> if, you said, <laughs> if you said that you would rather watch your favorite NFL team play a single game versus watch all of college football. Because odds are, uh, if you're one of the middling franchises to bad franchises, you're just going to be upset more than anything else anyway. So why wouldn't you take the quality college football, even though it's not the highest level of competition with the sport, it's a more, in some ways, pure because a lot of these guys are playing for the passion of the game versus playing for a living, and crazy stuff happens. When's the last time we had like an NFL week that was like some of the college football weekends that we had last year or the, the last couple games that we had uh, this, this past week in college football? Yeah, it's rare. It's rare stuff, and I, and I agree. I think if you ask 32 different fan bases, you know, those those are going to be some wide-ranging results. But, you know, I, I reaching out to my collective following base, I, I think I was surprised that it was such a wide gap. Yeah, like if it's the Steelers, the Patriots, you know, uh, Seahawks, uh, Packers, you know, those, those – yeah, that's going to be a wide gap. But, man, there's so many middling teams out there, teams that I really don't think have a chance – and you guys are going to choose that over the greatness that is college football. Um, I don't know about that. That's a bad take. But that, And you agree with take. me. Yes. I'm glad you and I can agree with something. Because it yeah, seems well, like we've constantly been knocking heads. Well, so. let's see if we can knock some heads here. Yeah. let's. Uh, we got, what, four prominent games to yes. kind of take a look at this weekend in college football. Um, the, the biggest one has to be Ohio State-Oklahoma, right? Probably so. Yeah, it's, let me share some thoughts, Joe. Um, you recently put out NDT Scouting Top 15 uh, poll <laughs> yep. from the NDT staff. And Ohio State is number two 
in the NDT poll, which, you know, you guys at home, don't blame me for this errant <laughs> ranking because it's that's not my vote. I believe I had him sixth. Not Kyle's number two. <laughs> not Kyle's number two. Not my number two. Um, Ohio State's a good football team. But I'm not, as a guy who's dipping into the against-the-spread picks this year, I'm not picking Ohio State plus seven against Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma uh, really gives them a strong showing. I think Oklahoma will challenge them. I ultimately think Oklahoma wins the game outright. Um, I I just don't see it with Ohio State. They've got fast defensive back seven. They have a defensive line that is deep and physically talented and can beat you up up front. And offensively, they have a freshman running back. And that's about it offensively. They've got Marcus Ball, who they refuse to throw to, and when they do, JT Parrott puts 10 yards over his head. So, um, I don't know, man. I just just look at Ohio State, Weber's banged up, Barrett showed me nothing. I think he was 4-15 on pass attempts 10-plus yards down the field last week. Bad. Like, really bad. They have a couple offensive linemen. They're kind of headlined by Billy Price, Joe, one of your guys. Uh, I thought he had a nice game against Indiana. Um, but offensively, this team just does not do it for me. And then you flip over to the flip side, and Baker Mayfield, I I like him a little bit more every time I watch him play. I really do. Now, I'm not reading too much into him pounding the hell out of UTEP and going 19-20 passing, um, but you want to see that. You expect to see that. Uh, and it was nice to see him establish some some good chemistry with Mark Andrews early in the year, um, given he is probably their best receiving threat, especially from an, an NFL draft perspective. He's 6'5", 255, um, had a couple really nice catches in that game. Uh, and then they have offensive tackle Orlando Brown Jr., who should sound familiar for an old-time NFL fan. Uh, and then on defense, I think they, they do have difference makers. They, they, they've got... Agbanya Okoranwu, uh, who is a, a really pleasant pass rusher. Um, quick. He's not long. And I think that's going to turn some people off from a draft perspective. Um, but if I just look up and down both the teams, I like Oklahoma's offensive and defensive units in an aggregate more than what I like when I look at Ohio State. Orlando Brown versus Hubbard and Bosa and Tyquan Lewis yeah. is going to make that worth the price of admission, man. That's going to be a fun matchup. And then how about Mark Andrews against this Ohio State defense that struggled with Indiana's uh, tight end that whose yeah. name escapes me, but he really popped uh, last week. And um, yeah, I, I like some of the individual components of that, of that contest as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I, like you said, I think Brown's, this is Brown's like, showcase game. Yeah, it's huge. Because it doesn't matter who lines up across from him. He's, he's going to be tested every single play. And I thought Nick Bosa was one of the best college football players I watched last week. Yeah. Um, yep. He was phenomenal against Indiana. You know, he was consistently in the backfield. He wins in the same ways that his brother Joey did when he was at Ohio State. Uh, and, and just really nice uh, technical maturity from such a young player. So... Uh, Nick Bosa's won the circle for 2019. 
unfortunately, we do have to wait on him for a year, but you know we can enjoy watching him play college football for another two seasons. You know, Kyle, just you just don't like JT Barrett, and and I get that he's not good. He doesn't play well, but I I um I he's got to like he's played so many snaps, right? He's so experienced. He's got some talent around him, like. Can they win in spite of JT Barrett? That's going to be the theme of Ohio State's season. But uh, I, I tend to agree with you. I think Baker Mayfield's a much better quarterback, and you know they can match up talent-wise pretty well. And you know I don't, I don't know that Ohio State doesn't win because it's it's at Ohio State, but they're I don't think they're covering seven points. Yeah, I, 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 I do think Oklahoma. You know, especially after the shellacking Ohio State game last year, Oklahoma's going to have something to prove. Um. Mm-hmm. And and that home environment at the Horseshoe will be a big factor, uh, but I ultimately I just I look up and down and and my guts tell me Oklahoma. Let's get into um, another contest here, another big matchup here, ACC versus SEC, referring to Auburn versus Clemson, and uh, you know Clemson for all the players they lost, they still got a lot of good players and. I think where my eyes go when I think about this matchup is this Auburn offensive line versus Clemson's defensive line. The marquee name for Auburn's offensive line is Braden Smith, a guy who I thought was a sensational interior offensive lineman last year. He's playing tackle this year. And so he's going to be matched up against Cleveland Farrell, a redshirt sophomore who he looked good towards the end of last season. He's a big, long, athletic dude. And so if Braden Smith's going to be able to live on the outside, we're going to find out against Clemson. Uh, and then all, you got to think about you know, how Auburn challenges you with their running game and uh, being able to maintain your gap integrity. And so I think it'll be a good ta- contest for, uh, for Christian Wilkins as well. Uh, the defensive tackle, who a guy who played outside a lot last year, but he's you know he's an all-world type prospect. He's going to be kicking inside, so I'll be anxious to see how he hangs out, uh, how he matches up with some of those interior offensive linemen for Auburn, who was historically very good in that area. Uh, then you've got a couple of quarterbacks here. Um, Kelly Bryant, obviously he's not draft eligible, uh, but um, Jarrett Stidham for Auburn, who had good moments last week. But I don't think collectively had a good rhythm, especially when he was trying to challenge him down the field. So, uh, you know, we'll see how he continues to mesh with this offense uh, at Auburn. And then you think about Clemson and their skill guys, particularly on the outside, uh, Deion Kane and, and Hunter Renfro and Ray Ray McDonald. And, you know, trying to see them and how they do against a, a, an opponent that's reputable here. Last week they did fairly well against Kent State, but we'll get a early indication of where this Clemson offense really is with Kelly Bryant reading the huddle and then, you know, Deion Kane and McDonald and Renfro and, and what type of an impact they can have against big time competition. So I think this is going to be a really good um, litmus test to, to find out where these teams are, but still some good NFL prospects to, to watch here and uh, really anxious to see this Braden Smith, uh, Cleveland Farrell matchup. Yeah. Cleveland's one of my guys. I, I really, really like, the traits that he brings to the table. Uh, I think Clemson's going to have some success down the field. Uh, and I think that their defensive line ultimately will do enough uh, to, to kind of dictate the line of scrimmage and, and win them that this football game. You know, Dexter Lawrence, Christian Wilkins, Cleveland Farrell. Uh, that is an NFL caliber starting front between those three guys. 
right now. And, and, and you know, that, that talent, I think, is going to be the trump card for the Tigers. Uh, the next game I want to talk about is out west. It's perhaps the biggest game on the USC Trojans' schedule this year. Uh, as they play the Stanford Cardinal. These are two top 20 teams going at it. Uh, everybody's kind of shell-shocked about USC not looking real, real good against Western Michigan. Um, but let's not forget the ground game was really good for the Trojans. No, Sam Darnold did not look the way we wanted him to look, especially after some of the buzz that he got this summer. But they still have a very fast-to-flow defense, They've got a lot of playmakers. They've got an explosive running back in Ronald Jones. Uh, I think just as much as of anything else, I think this was kind of first game, working out some kinks. But those are going to have to be worked out really quick in the passing game. This is an offense that was supposed to come in and just light people on fire because they had this you know, potential top NFL draft quarterback prospect uh, who – quite frankly, played bad. He did not play good. Uh, and I don't want to take anything away from Western Michigan because they played him really tough. They played him physical. They bounced back every time USC made a big play. Uh, but the the chess match that's going to have to take place here to win this game is uh, Elijah Holder, one of the corners for Stanford, uh, and his ability to really hold his own against this passing attack for uh, USC and, and Darnold being able to get more comfortable making quick decisions and the other corner, um, his name escapes Meeks. me. Yeah, Quentin, Quentin Meeks. Meeks. Quentin Meeks, yes. Yep. Um, those two guys, Holder and Meeks, they're both long. You know, you could just continue to see this trend of people getting longer and longer and longer out on the boundary. Uh, I know Jonah Toll, really likes Quentin Meeks, one of the guys on our staff at NDT. Um, those two guys uh, and their ability to play tight on boundary receivers for USC uh, it is going to be the difference in the football game, in my opinion, where Darnold uh, really has to make better decisions when he's blitzed. Uh, he kind of looked like he got wires crossed and was throwing into zone and, you know, the throwing mechanics got away from him. He wasn't stepping to his target. There was just a litany of issues that it, it can't be there this week. You cannot afford to play as bad as you played last week if you're Sam Darnold. Kyle, have you had a chance to see this uh, defensive end that USC has, Gustin, and he takes on him? Yeah, Porter Gustin, he, he's he's big, first of all, 6'5", 260. Uh, he's not really bendy. He's more of a power-style edge defender. Um, he led the team in tackles for loss last year with 13. Uh, kind of reminds me, and I don't know, he, he's a straight-line guy. Uh, mm-hmm. he, even when he gets into pursuit, if he's like chasing the ball and rallying to the football, he's kind of linear with that pursuit. Uh, but he does a really nice job of resetting the line of scrimmage because he's really powerful with his hands. I just don't see currently where he's shown film on 2016 and uh, just the first game against Western Michigan. I didn't get a chance to see him predominantly, uh, but I haven't seen tilt and corner and dip the inside shoulder and work the hips around offensive tackles. 
Uh, so I think he's athletically a little handcuffed as far as his upside. Uh, but at the college level especially, I expect to continue to see him really you know, continue to produce splash plays because he's just going to beat the tar out of offensive tackles and walk them backwards. So Stanford's ability on the offensive front to be able to negate that and keep the passer clean or keep Bryce Love clean when he's rushing the football. Uh, Gustin's one to watch. And then the other uh, front seven guy that they have, Cameron Smith, uh, true junior, he was suspended for the first half of last week's game due to a targeting penalty occurred in the second half of the Rose Bowl. Uh, he's, He's pretty instinctive. You know, he's a guy I would expect to consistently be greeting Bryce Love in the alley. He may be meeting him two or three yards downfield, but I think Cameron Smith's going to have a big role to play in, in really shutting down the Stanford running game if they're going to do that effectively and win this football game. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a fun one. Need to see more from Sam Darnold for sure. Let's get into another football game here that's a big one this weekend, and that is Georgia. Uh, who is going to be traveling to South Bend to take on Notre Dame. And uh, this is an interesting matchup for a lot of reasons. Uh, But, um, again, I I don't know what it is about me, but my mind goes to the trenches and I start thinking about the O-line, D-line matchup. And when you talk about Notre Dame, that conversation starts with, you know, their left tackle, Mike McGlinchey, their left guard, Quentin Nelson, who – I'll say it right now. There's not a better left side of an offensive line in college football than those two guys. And um, Georgia's got some dogs, pun intended, there uh, on the defensive oh, line. They've got a oh, they got a couple of edge uh, defenders that are prospects, and Davin Bellamy and Lorenzo Carter. I think Carter's the better prospect. He's got some length and some and some quickness. So we'll see how he does against uh, Mike McGlinchey. But the guy that I'm pretty excited about is checking out. Uh, Trenton Thompson, uh, he's, he had a good year last year, nine tackles for loss, five sacks, a pretty highly regarded recruit. He's uh, 6'4", 295, and he plays defensive tackle. And so he's going up against Quentin Nelson, who's got all-world power. And so I think when you think about a guy who's a bit undersized in Trenton Thompson at, at 295 pounds, how he stacks up against a guy who, Lord, I mean, he's, he can move anybody off the line of scrimmage. So I think that'll be a good test. Uh, for for those players there on the offense and defensive line, really excited about Georgia's running back tandem. Obviously, um, Sony Michelle's a really good football player, but Nick Chubb, man, I'm really excited to see him this year. He had a pretty good game last week against Appalachian State, uh, but uh, you know, again, going up against a team like Notre Dame, just like I was talking about with the Clemson Auburn game, you're starting to see these guys against you know, comparable competition. And so you can really start to see where these guys are. And I got a chance to, to see Nick Chubb this summer. I got to go to a practice uh, in Athens and, and I thought he just looked good physically, just in great shape, really, really well built. You can tell he's, he's put in the time to be ready for this season. And so I think this is his big, a big stage for him to really show where he's at. And now, you know, Jacob Easton, the quarterback for Georgia's out for this game. They're going to be playing a, a freshman. And so you really think that this, this, uh, two-headed monster of, of Michelle and, and, and Chubb is going to be a, a big uh, in this contest. And uh, so that, those are some of the things that I think about with this game. The, the other thing is I think that Georgia has a really underrated safety in Dominic Sanders, uh, four-year starter. He led the SEC in interceptions a couple years ago. And he's one of those guys that's just kind of solid at everything. He reads 
He reads things clean. He flows fast. He takes good angles, got good the ball skills. He's got the tackling ability. So I don't think he's special or anything like that. But you just talk about a cerebral football player. That's always where they're supposed to be. And Dominic Sanders is is that guy. And so he's going up against the Notre Dame offense now that has Brandon Wimbush as a, as a new quarterback there. And, and they've got some receivers, uh, mainly Equinemia St. Brown, who's uh, who had a good start to his season. And, and Ben Solak did a nice job profiling him over the summer at NDT scouting. So a lot of good matchups here and, and a good, again, just like Auburn and Clemson, an opportunity for two teams to, to go up against, uh, you know, basically power five foes. If, if Notre Dame would be in a conference to see where these teams are at, but I, I think that will be a good football game. So Joe, I guess um, my, my f- final wrapping question for you yeah. is what game do you think is the most entertaining this weekend? Um, I think I think it'll be Ohio State in, in Oklahoma from an entertainment perspective. Yeah. I, I think it has the best opportunity to be close. You have two experienced quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Say what you, look, we don't want to get into JT Barrett really a lot on this show because he's not a great p- prospect if he even is one. But you've got two experienced guys, and and you know I, I think about uh, Baker Mayfield against Tessie a few years ago where he just led that ridiculous comeback and, yeah. and, and the big moments that he's capable of. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the one. If I had to pick one I could watch, it'd be that one. But uh, I'm also excited about getting up to uh, Charlottesville and seeing uh, seeing Indiana and, and uh, Virginia play uh, this, this weekend. So that, that'll be a fun part of, of what I got going on as well. Yeah, you know, I actually have to dog you a little bit on this because, you know, just because I did two games last week and you only did one yeah. – doesn't mean that you got to go out and, and get a great NFL draft showcase this weekend uh, while I'm stuck sitting at home, man. Low-key low good one, right? Like, so yeah. if it, it, it's not one of these four that we talked about, but if there's the next one in terms of an NFL draft showcase with uh, what these teams offer and, and Virginia's defense with Brown and uh, Micah Kaiser and uh, Quinn Blanding at safety, uh, and, and then Indiana has Simi Cobbs and Lego, the quarterback. They've got the Grace Scales. I don't think Rashad Fant's going to be ready, but they've got that tight end who looked good last week against Ohio State. And I, and, and I really like how this sets up for uh, scouting purposes and, and, and some of the uh, some of the takeaways I'll be able to have from, from seeing this game in person. Yeah, and that's the other thing that just, just wrenches me, right, is I'm watching Virginia defensive film, and I fall <laughs> in love with this guy, Andrew Brown, defensive end, kind of built out of that same Malik McDowell mold. I go on record and say I absolutely love him. I have a Virginia game lined up in November <laughs> to see him play Lamar Jackson, and you get to see him play first. It's just man. not fair, man. Aren't you happy for me, though, Kyle? You, you got to be. You know what? I am happy for you because I, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad to see you embracing the scouts grind and, yeah, and take a four-hour car ride to go up and watch uh, – Two teams that probably won't win more than seven at the best games this yeah. year. Um, yeah. You you are truly a film grinder and and truly a grinding scout now because you're grinding out this trip this weekend. So hat yeah. tip to you. Well, uh, disclaimer: I'll be I'll be off next weekend. So you've got we'll get into it next week. <laughs> you've got a you've got a hell of a trip next weekend, sir. So. Uh, uh, we have that to look forward to on our shows next week. Oh, most definitely. So uh, that, 
that is going to do it for us today. We hope you guys enjoyed this NFL draft focus preview into week two of the college football season. As Joe kindly reminded everyone at the beginning of the week, there's only 12 of them left. So we got to make the most of them while we've got them. So here we are week two college football season. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this, you want to hear our thoughts on week two. You want to hear where I'm going in week three. You want to hear uh, some of our other thoughts throughout the course of the draft season and college football season and this buildup that's beginning to take place over the course of the next seven months. Uh, do us a favor and hit subscribe. Uh, follow along the podcast. We are every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, one of your trusted resources for NFL draft information and, and scouting techniques and and an eye for the game, and uh, we really pride ourselves on on doing this consistently and, and regularly being you know, someone that recaps the games, previews the games, offers insight on what we're doing in between. You know, there's a ton of stuff that we have going on behind the scenes at NET Scouting and FanRack Sports and all the coverage that we're bringing, so... Uh, this is one of the best ways for you to really stay in the loop with everything that we're doing. So we would kindly ask you, if you enjoy the work we do, hit that subscribe button. Also, feel free to let us know what you think of the show. Uh, you can do that on iTunes, um, Blog Talk Radio, however you happen to be listening, Podbean. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. You can also reach us on social media to do that. Joe is at the Joe Marino on Twitter. I am at NDT Scouting. I'm Kyle Krabs, signing off with Joe Marino. This is the Draft Dudes Podcast, and we will talk to you on Monday, guys. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 720 to 729, select styles only. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.